verse 19 of chapter 20 of John's Gospel. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Two points I want to raise this morning as we contemplate this, and you're going to have some discussion on your tables as well. So the first one is about the first couple of uh, verses, verses 19 to verse uh, 20. Um, I want you to just think about what does it mean for those first disciples. So this is a bit difficult for us, isn't it? Because we are sitting here, and our doors are open, and they were in a place where the doors were closed. They were in a highly volatile political environment. Um, they just let a res- uh, insurrectionist free and uh, executed Jesus. And normally when there's an insurrectionist and there's an upheaval of somebody who wants to become the leader of the Jews, the king of the Jews, uh, a number of thousand people normally die uh, in that kind of an environment. So that's happened a couple of times. False messiahs came to the fore. And they said, we are going to lead Israel into freedom and into peace. And uh, the Romans, in their loving, kind, generous way, uh, would um, execute the leader um, violently, as publicly as possible. And then they would also kill all their followers. Um, And that's happened in the time around Jesus a couple of times. Before him, uh, a number of people rose up and said, I am the hope of Israel, and people followed them, and so people got slaughtered. This occasion, the king of the Jews was also slaughtered, killed publicly, openly as possible, and obviously the disciples were terrified. They were afraid, so they locked themselves in. So it's a bit difficult for us sometimes to imagine what must have been the vibe of that first first weekend after Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead. But I want you just to think a little bit. What do you think was the significance of Jesus saying to them, peace be with you, for the disciples? You want to discuss that around your tables. What do you think is the significance? I mean, it's cryptic, isn't it? This is part of the difficulty. It's very cryptic. I mean, all he says is, peace be with you. And then uh, he shows his hands and his side to them, and the disciples are overjoyed. What do you think was the significance of those words of Jesus to them in that first instance? Just... Have a go. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're wrong, it's fine. Just think about what was the significance of Jesus' words to them, peace be with you. All right. Maybe take it two, three minutes, think about it, discuss it if you want to in the group, and we'll pick it up. All right. We've got an answer. I see this table here in the middle. They was, had lots of discussion it was Richard and, and John and so on. So you guys want to share what you discussed? Fascinating, is it? Not that easy to think through what it meant for them. So very quickly, who were the disciples? 
Who were the disciples? And what's their situation with Jesus? The last time they saw Jesus, what were they doing? They denied him. They cursed that they never knew this man. They ran away. They abandoned him. Right? So somebody ignores you, abandons you, curses your name, and the first time you see them, you say to them, Peace be to you. Right? Fascinating, isn't it? The last time they laid eyes on Jesus, they were running and ducking for their lives. They were afraid of the leaders. But I tell you what, Luke tells us they were terrified when Jesus pitched up. Have you, do you guys watch horror movies? There's always someone who comes back from the dead. And what do they do? They slice and dice everybody that has hurt them Rejected them, killed them. Here comes Jesus, and the first words out of his mouth to the people who failed him is, Peace be to you. Fascinating. That's the wonder of Easter for us people. Jesus says, Peace to you. You who know the truth and sometimes do it. You who look in people's faces and you despise them. You who actually do all of this kind of stuff that they physically did to Jesus, we do it to one another, isn't it? I mean, James tells us that with our mouths we worship God and with our mouths we run other image bearers of God into the ground. And we expect the world to be full of peace. Right. Our world is so desperate for peace now, isn't it? I mean, whether it's peace in the Ukraine because of the war or in KwaZulu-Natal because of floods and stuff like that. Fascinating, isn't it? Our world is desperate for peace, for shalom, for where there's not only an absence of wrong and evil, but where there's a presence of life and hope and abundance and flourishing. That's what Jesus is greeting them. His first reaction towards them is, I wish you all of the fullness of life. That is my disposition towards you. That's why I've come. That's why I went to the cross. Remember he said, I give you my peace. I do not give you peace as the world gives it. How does the world give peace? If the Ukraine will just accept everything Putin says, there will be peace. If you do everything as I say you should do it, then we can have peace in this family, in this marriage, in this society. You better step up and do everything that is right, then we'll have peace. Isn't that how we do it? (laughs) Jesus just flips the whole thing upside down, isn't it? He says, I know that you cannot bring that peace about. I am the only one who had an absolute rejection by everyone. I mean, we haven't read John, but it's quite clear that everybody rejects him. Everybody spits on him. 
I mean, even the high priest uses the logic we use, isn't it? The high priest says, listen here, it's better that one die than that the whole nation be taken away, remember? It's better that one person die. So who of you wants Putin executed? Hopefully somebody shoots him. Then there will be peace. It's better that one go than that everybody suffers. Fascinating how we think, isn't it? Jesus just is absolutely out of the box here. His first words to his disciples, his first words to us this morning on Resurrection Sunday is peace to you. I give you my peace. Here are the signs. My hands and my feet have been nailed to a cross and I've got a hole in my side. All of your hatred I absorbed. All of your rejection I have absorbed. And what I give you is peace, hope, life, forgiveness, eternity. That's Easter, isn't it? <laughs> but it's difficult for us to think like that because I mean, we're not, we haven't denied Jesus, have we? We haven't walked away from the truth. Of course we have. That's why an Easter, it's all about Jesus really, isn't it? Peace to you. And I want to say you this morning, peace to you from Jesus Christ. I'm not sure what your performance levels are at the moment. Jesus says, I have come and died for you. I want you to have flourishing. I want you to have life. So peace to you. I have paid the price for it. And no wonder then they're overjoyed, isn't it? So I hope you're overjoyed. That despite who you are, despite how you operate, Jesus keeps on saying the same thing. I want you to have peace. I want you to be overwhelmed by my gift. So you may have life. I mean, that's really what he's saying, isn't it? That's good news, isn't it? If you remember where these guys were, and unfortunately we can associate with them quite a bit of understanding. He says, this is my disposition toward you always. Receive me. Take me. Take my peace. Have it. So I hope that that's the first thing you do this morning as we just look at this. Can you receive, despite your shame, your fear, that he says, peace to you. I have paid for all your wrong. I have absorbed all of your shame. I have forgiven you for every time that you have not loved me or another human being with all of your heart, mind, soul and strength. Peace to you. Irrespective. So I hope you can somehow hear it. It's difficult, isn't it? To, to hear that. That's what Jesus is saying to you individually, to each one of us. That's why I went to the cross. So that I may offer you what I've promised you. I will give you my peace and it's not going to be the way the world gives it. I pay for it all. That's what I've come to do. So I hope you just hear that. And it, I don't know humbles you and it gives you great joy. You're overjoyed. Are you overjoyed? 
Shall we try again? Are you overjoyed? <laughs> Fascinating, isn't it? So there's the first thing of Easter. If you've never heard this before, doesn't matter what you've done, Jesus Christ says, I give you peace. Take it. That's the first thing I want us to hear this morning. So I hope you've heard it. And I hope it echoes through your heart and your mind. That this is Jesus' disposition, not only for you, but for every other single person in this world. Which brings us to the next little section. All right, so let's have a look. Read that again, and then we'll figure out if you can figure out what that means. So Jesus says to them a second time. And again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. And if you do not forgive any, give them, they are not forgiven. So, how does peace work here? Have a quick chat. We just sung a um, very good song that I didn't know we were going to sing, so JJ didn't know we were going to sing it either. But then we did sing it. God is not dead. No, he is alive. God is not dead. No, he is alive. God is not dead. No, he is alive. I know he's living in me. I see him in my hands. I see him in my feet. I need to add a line. I hear him in my words. I see him in the air. I see him everywhere. I see him in, at church. I see him on the street. I know he's living in me. I can't find a better sermon application than that second bit, isn't it? We are in need of so much peace if we are ever, as human beings, going to live at peace with one another. We need the peace that comes straight out of heaven through Jesus Christ's sacrifice. And Jesus repeats it. Peace be with you. If you are not at peace inside, there is no way you're going to show it outside into your relationships. And so Jesus repeats it, isn't it? You need to receive it from me, and boy, you've got to be soaked in this. Because as the Father sent me, I am sending you. What did the Father send me on? Massive peace mission. What am I sending you on? Massive peace mission. That's why I'm sending you. You need this incredible gift. That's why we have to stop almost at the first one, isn't it? And marinate ourselves in how Jesus responds when we fail. There was no retaliation in Jesus' words to his disciples. There's no, I told you so. There's no sarcasm. Isn't it? There's no hatred. There's no rejection. There's no condemnation. You are going to need oodles of peace if that is how you're going to treat others, isn't it? 
to open up and say, well, you know, you just absolutely stuffed up. But my disposition towards you is that of peace because Jesus Christ has paid for all my stuff-ups. And you know what? He's paid for all your stuff-ups. Come. Come, let us come together around him. You may die in doing that, says Jesus. Look at my marks. I've got them. I died for that. You may die too. <laughs> he doesn't promise it's not going to. As the Father sent me, so I'm sending you. I'm sending you like sheep among the wolves, he tells us at another stage. This is what, it may happen. But you are going to have to have an enormous amount of peace, isn't it? And I must say, I am not always there myself. But isn't that amazing? Jesus speaks to you. As the Father sends me, I'm sending you. You are now going to take this peace mission, and I'm sending you to go and to bring it to its completion. Thankfully, he tells us he's going to give us the spirit, isn't it? That's good news. There's no way you're going to do this on your own. So he gives us the peace, he reminds us, and he gives us the spirit. And he says, yeah, receive the spirit. Have the spirit. So this is how you know you are living in the spirit, isn't it? Is if you're in the spirit, the first thing that comes out of your mouth when somebody's upset you is, okay, that's hectic, but peace to you. That's how you know, isn't it? The fruits of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness. Same thing, isn't it? I need to hear this from Jesus again and again, and it's got to echo in my ears. And hopefully in my heart by the work of the Spirit. But isn't this amazing? Jesus, I give you my peace so that you will go and transplant this peace wherever you go. Jesus' peace is not, oh no, don't worry about what's wrong and just let's ditch it. No, 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 no. I'll die for it. I'm not ignoring it. I'm confronting it. But I'm not treating you according to what you deserve. Are you ready for the mission? To actually take this peace and take it into the world. And it starts right there, as it says, isn't it? If you forgive people in my name, through the gospel, what will happen? They'll be forgiven. If you don't, you won't. There won't be peace. <laughs> it's kind of, whoa, what? Really? Jesus is saying, that's what I'm sending you to go. Take it. Go and forgive people based on this peace that you've received because I've given it. And you will have the beginning of this peace is the forgiveness of how people have transgressed you. That's where it will start. It always happens kind of here, isn't it? And Jesus says, go. That's what I want. I want you to go. This is the mission. Sending you on a peace mission. A mission of declaring that no matter what your performance is, I will call it out, but I will suffer it. And my wish and my desire for you still is that you will flourish. That you will have shalom, fullness of life. That's what I want. That's what Jesus came to do. I wish he never said the word as, but I noted, I looked it up in the Greek. It's actually there. It's up front, as the Father sent me. I'm sending you. 
Both he sent me, so I'm sending you. And in the way that he sent me, that's the way I'm sending you. Two thoughts. That goes together. That's a great call on us. So we see uh, God is alive in the church. So you are at peace with everybody here? Your disposition towards anybody who has failed you, hurt you, misunderstood you, ignored you, spoke badly about you, rejected you, is, wow, that's bad, that's painful. I feel it. I feel it in my hands and I feel it in my side. But my disposition to you is peace. Let's reconcile. Let's be at peace with one another. Good place to start, isn't it? It's right here where we, we just sung it. So I really, I mean, when Jesus sang it, I said, give it to me. That's my sermon. It's much better than anything I prepped. Kitty songs often say just as it is. Bam! So here's the wonderful news, people. As you submit to the peace of Jesus Christ, you will become a force of peace through the gospel into this world. It will never sidestep wrong and evil and unrighteousness, but never allow that to have the last word while you are around because you have the peace of Christ in you and therefore you will disseminate it through the gospel towards everybody else. We really need peace in our world. So maybe just as we end, just two examples that I came across uh, in my prep about people who, um, who understood something about this jolly peace thing that we're talking about. The one of them is called uh, Francis Assisi. And I never knew this about him. I, I've read quite a bit about him, and I never knew this. In the year 1219, part of the Crusades was that uh, the Christians, in their peace-lovingness, went on a rampage into Egypt and slaughtering Muslims. And uh, Francis Assisi refused to accept that. So he went and begged the army, Christian army, please stop killing Muslims. And they said, no. And so Francis Assisi stood up and walked across the battlefield right up to the Muslim armies and said, can I please speak to the general, Al-Malak Al-Akim. And he spent several days there discussing Jesus with this emperor, whatever, I don't know what he was. And then he exported him back safely, back to the other side. And this is what he said. If all Christians were like this one, there would be no war between us. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of think Francis Sisi got it right. <laughs> but now you feel about that. Someone who said, I'm going to talk. I'm going to go unarmed. And I'm going to beg not to kill one another. And then obviously they went on and killed one another. The other one is just Corinthian Boom. Most of us know her. How she um, was saving, I think they say, up to 800 Jewish people in the Netherlands when the Nazis came in. Eventually she was split on by people in the Netherlands and she and her sister were sent to the concentration camps. Her sister died 
But Corrie Boom made it out. And so when she came back out of the concentration camps, she started a rehabilitation center for survivors of um, the war. And she started one specifically also for all those people who turned on their own nation and were destitute. So all the Netherlandese who split and were siding with the Jews and took their own people and killed them, she opened up a rehabilitation center for them so that they may find employment and work and have flourishing of life with the gospel. You think she got it right? You think she understood this whole peace thing? The very people who caused her sister to die is the people that she was serving in a very practical way. What, what, what did he sing? He's in our hands and he's in our feet and he's in our mouths saying, come back and know the God that I serve. It is the God of forgiveness, the God of mercy, the God of peace, the God of flourishing. Come, you're welcome. I'll serve you. Sounds a little bit like Jesus to me, isn't it? Let's pray together. Oh, Lord Jesus, when we hear people like this, we somehow also find a little bit better insight into what on earth it is that you were doing. I mean, that is just unheard of. Who would serve their enemies in such a gracious, truthful, kind, compassionate, peace-loving way? You were the one who broke into our world. And you are the one who turned it upside down. And this reality is still reverberating through our world. Oh, how we need that. How we need it inside our own hearts. How we need it inside of our relationships right here. How we need it in our homes. How we need it in our society. How do we need it in our country. How we need it internationally. We have a message that is really, really profound. A message that says, no matter what you do to me, I will wish you peace. I will wish you flourishing. I will show you the grace of God in Jesus Christ. It will be seen in my hands, and it will be seen in my feet, and it will be heard in my mouth, and you'll see it in the air, and you'll see it everywhere, and you'll see it in the church, and you'll see it in the street. I know because he lives in me by the peace that Jesus Christ brought. So thank you, Lord Jesus, that we can stand here and know that you not only saved us, you actually brought us into your kingdom, you brought us into your family, and we are about the business of the family. And the business of your family is to spread through the forgiveness that Jesus won, a peace that indeed transcends all understanding. And we pray this in your name. Amen.